Tonight on the Big O Bell Podcast, we got a lot to talk about here. Bobby Lashley, our new WWE heavyweight champion. AEW news. And we also got maybe a special halftime break for you tonight. So you have to wait and find out. But until then, let's get started for tonight's episode, folks. That's right, y'all. Episode 307 of the Big Old Boat Podcast is live tonight. Yes, we got a lot to talk about. Again, Bobby Lashley, our new WWE heavyweight champion, NXT, potentially moving to Tuesday nights, and some AEW news. But before we get started for tonight, let's go around the table and see who is joining us. Of course, I am your host here, Two James, alongside of my guy, Hill Will Mahoney alongside of Mr. Silly Marcellus tonight. And believe it or not, that is a McRib, but nonetheless, that is the <laughs> giant crab, Jamal, who is here, but not here, but definitely here. Gentlemen, how y'all doing tonight? Doing good. I like that remix you did with the big go bad. I like that, you know, coming in. We need to use that more often. <laughs> I'm, I'm a big fan that we are joined by a McRib tonight. Only the <laughs> finest in McDonald's culinary creations join us on the Big Gold Belt this evening. Very tasty. <laughs> that McRib, does it speak? McRib, are you here? McRibs are back. Okay. Well, we will we will we will make sure that uh <laughs> McRib does not have any technical difficulty as they do. So stand by as we will have an official statement from them soon. But yeah, before we get to that. Bobby Lashley, our WWE champion. Look, first of all, I, before we even get started about how crazy of a moment is in and surreal, I really do really appreciate, like, I saw Will tweet earlier that day, and he was like, mm-hmm. WWE, you got one job. Don't mess this up. And, like, lo and behold, here we are. So he is your champ. Uh, he, you know, obviously went over to Miz. It's a, um, a, a historic moment, nonetheless. Uh, it's definitely a very proud moment. But... I just want to kind of put into the perspective and hear from you all. What is your thoughts about Bobby Lashley, uh, our WWE new world champion, going into WrestleMania this year? I'll start with you, Salas. Um, I thought it was a very, very good moment. When you see the reaction of the performers when they get their first WWE title, you know it's so raw, it's so real. And even the years that Bobby Lashley has been with WWE left and then come back, you could tell like he was really embracing for that moment. I did have a slight feeling like, should this have waited for WrestleMania where you could have a bigger fans and or, or live fans rather, a bigger atmosphere to that. And I know we had Kofi Mania had that same moment last year. So I was like, maybe it was the right time, you know, just to pull the trigger for it to happen. I, I think it was long overdue. And I just think it was extremely, 
extremely warm seeing, you know, Bobby Lashley having that that mark and even the pictures of the hurt business that we've seen after with MVP and the cane in the chair and then all the titles surrounding him. And I'm really not taking any moment from Bobby Lashley, but I think this is also a big moment for MVP as well with his type of career of just being a good talker, a promoter, a supporter of how you build wrestlers. Because it seems like at certain times, Bobby Lashley had to have somebody in his corner or a manager to help him along. But this fit with MVP seemed like it was perfect. Um, so all around, just a big moment for Bobby Lashley. Nothing wrong with the moment or how the story was built. I liked it, how they did it in three phases, the countdown at nine and the countdown at 10. Then, oh, okay, now we have it to end the show. That was a perfect way to keep people engaged and saying, will this really happen by the end of the night? So once again, hats off to WWE on, on doing it this way. And, and they did a good job. Last yep. week on the show, I told you. You did. I was excited. I was getting ready. I was like, I want to see Big Bob Lashley as the WWE champion. I was hoping they were going to do it. And like Two Chain said, I told WWE that morning. I was like, come on, this end hard. All you got to do is make him the champ. Just have him kill the Miz. It don't got to be a great match. It don't got to be anything crazy, but just make the right decision and put the gold on Big Bob Lashley. And they did it. And like Marcellus was just saying, the st- it was a story. It was a story mm-hmm. more than anything. You had Miz being a chicken shit heel, like he should be, like he should be, like he snuck into the title. He played it perfectly between having the bubble guts at nine o'clock. <laughs> he did not want to come out for the match, which cracked my kid up when I showed it to her this week. She was all about it. Thought, thought that was the most hilarious thing in the world, that the Miz is scared. Scared of Bob Lashley and building it through the show to the big moment at the end where by the time we finally get to it, he just killed him. He just squashed him, had the lumberjacks out there. It was everything it needed to be to get to where we were hoping. Bobby Lashley, your WWE champion as we now continue on the road to WrestleMania. And whether it's Drew McIntyre, whether it's someone else, who knows? We got a good six weeks left still to WrestleMania for this to shake out. But... For now, the story really is Bobby Lashley's the champ. People are all about it. There was, I yeah. really liked seeing the outpouring of support this week for it. And like you said, MVP getting a lot of accolades for it too, for it just being a great deal. I mean, think about it. In less than a year, MVP took Lashley, Benjamin, and Cedric Alexander, and mm-hmm. they're all champions now. Yep. In less than a year, it was after Mania well, last year. So it's been a hell of a run. Hell of a run. Very, I- very into it. I'll quickly say this. Uh, definitely shout out to my man, Brian H. Waters. Definitely joined him the night of the crowning on uh, breaking it down with Brian H. Waters. Keeping it 100. Definitely check it out uh, as we went in about 50 minutes talking about our initial reactions of this. I'm just going to quickly say uh, that it was almost a year ago or yeah, it was almost a year ago when MVP was about to announce his retirement and walk out the door. And it seemed like a Carlito one off whatever, maybe or two off. Mm-hmm. And I, I said it numerous times before. I said, I'm pretty sure with the respect that that company has for MVP and letting them to come back, to letting him officially retire, that they the, he he probably went back and said, I have an idea, but you got to trust me on this. You got to let me handle this. And he went and said, let me manage these kids. You know, I, I, I can do something with them. Mm-hmm. And it's not, or, or maybe the conversation was there is potential in them. You need to do something with them, but let me handle it because if you're gonna need, if you're gonna have anybody to do this right, put it in my hand. And essentially, 
essentially what I'm saying to cut it completely 100 is that he is like, I'm a black man. Let me handle these black wrestlers and I will take care of them the way and give them the proper representation that they need. No one else in this company, in this locker room can do what I can do for them. And when you look at the when you look at the names that, you know, the, the big names that we are aware of within creative. Yep. There is nobody like MVP who can put on those shoes and do what they did. So beyond what we see on television, I think the really magical thing is what he did that we can't see. And that had to have been some type of a conversation to get the trust, to, mm-hmm. to be able to get this responsibility. And look what a year's worth he's done. He's turned around three individuals that were just swirling in this purgatory area. And re- regardless of their champs or not, because that, that doesn't even matter to me. It's the idea that they are being used, featured, and they are on demand, regardless of championship or not. And I think that truly comes from the idea that he says, I'm going to handle this. Give me the time. Give me the opportunity. Give me the creative. Let me handle this the way it is. And in other words, like, you don't need your hands on this. Completely let me do so. And I think he is probably a person I could tell Vince or whoever, no, I got this. Trust me. Trust me. I can handle this. And you have to think, too, if that conversation did not go that way, then imagine the conversations that would have came from out of it. <laughs> Where he said, I had this idea and they completely shot it down, especially how things were going last year. So I don't think that, you know, <laughs> let's just say I'm just glad that it went this way. And now that we're looking at Bobby Lashley as a child, I think it's the epitome of uh of MVP's hard work and and ultimately all of their hard work. So it's a good moment and um you know we'll we'll definitely have to see uh how this booking goes moving forward. So really quickly, McRib, are you here? Hi. Oh, all right. <laughs> McRib in the house. <laughs> so, okay, that, um unless you want to jump on there so you want to jump to the next topic. Okay, so real quick, uh, I guess the, the, here's the deal. Uh, whatever Bobby Lash is or does for his WWE career, for this particular moment in time, he owes 75 85% to MVP. <laughs> That's <laughs> a generous number. I think he, it's got to be like 95, bro. It's whatever like you thought 95. he was, that's what then it's going to be 95 after the tip. But whatever you thought he was, because Bobby Lashley has always been that guy that could see the mountain, not really hit the summit, never really made it to the mountaintop. Oh, well, he's just a big, strong guy. Oh, he's uh, sunburned Lesnar. Oh, he's a bunch of different things. But whatever reason it is, Lashley and MVP and the Hurt Business are the best, by far, that Raw has to offer. Nothing really comes close. They are far and away the most entertaining thing on Raw. To be fair, you could argue that saying that you're the best thing going raw is like saying that you're like the best team in Division Two basketball. Yeah, you're number one, but who exactly are you playing? But it doesn't really matter because they're still number one. And for whatever it is in in Bobby Lashley's career, this is kind of like this is the get your tapes. Get, get this is a highlight real moment right now for for Lashley, and and, and good on him for that. Good on MVP for that. Um, for really taking two things and really being that missing piece that we really he really didn't know that he needed until it happened. Yeah, and 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 I'll be honest, like there's a lot of reserves as to was this booking going to happen, 
And, you know, there's folks who did not think that Bobby Lashley was championship material. But, hey, the proof is in the pudding. The analytics speak. Uh, the Internet is raving. And this is the right decision. And I'm just thinking I'm, I, I think that when you're going into your biggest week of, 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 of WWE and pro wrestling, that you want to have a person who looks the part. And that's what the Hurt Business is. They look the part. They look like champions. And right now, while the buzz is around them, they absolutely should be the focal point going in. But anywho, um, again, I, I won't spend too much time on that because I definitely spent uh, about 50 minutes with uh, Brian H. Waters, and we got a ton to talk about. So, you know, let's definitely get into our next topic of the night. Now, folks, NWA. There's been rumors, none that's come from here, <laughs> but some I've read, that uh, NWA was potentially going to be for sale, potentially the purchase, uh, the buyer, excuse me, uh, Tony Khan, NWA. That was the swirling around rumor with really not a lot of legs under it. But then weird things started happening as we seen that NWA content from the YouTube channel had disappeared. And the question was why, ah, what is this about? And what, what was the other thing? That and something else happened with well, it. Was, it was a Facebook post that felt like a eulogy. Everyone read it as a eulogy. And then <laughs> NWA had to come back and say, no, we're not dead. Stop, stop saying that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All our content disappeared, but don't think nothing of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so, okay. And so, and then eventually the news broke. And that was that NWA is now moving to fight TV. So yes, their mm-hmm. YouTube presence is gone and they're back. They have a pay-per-view. They're moving to fight TV. It is time to get back to business. Exciting news for folks who are NWA fans. But we have to ask ourselves the questions. Although a YouTube video came out today about a, a minute long, basically a promo, a promo reel video. The question is now, what do we want NWA to be now with the presence on fight? And the reason why that's the question is because, like, yeah, we're excited, but, like, does our expectations change? Talent from NWA has been appearing in other places. So it's just the idea we wanted this kind of free, a little, a little bit of a, a free-form brainstorming thing going on here is what do we want NWA to be? So I'm going to start with Will on this one. Ooh, this is a tough one. Because it, now it's like they tried to relaunch. They got a little momentum going with power. Everything was cool. And, of course, everything got shut down with the pandemic. It is what it is. But they're coming back again. We don't really know in what form. I like the idea that they got something going on with Fight as, like, a different distribution platform than just being YouTube. But I'm really concerned about this idea about we're going to come back and immediately do a pay-per-view. It's something mm-hmm. about that. Just That's a tough sell to me. To do mm-hmm. a pay per view right off the bat, off the bat, with you know what promotion, what 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 is the product? So, is it going to be more like how Power was? Are they going to try to modernize things, or is it still going to be a throwback? I like the throwback thing, but I don't know if that is that the way really to go. Now that it's been like all this time off, do you do a complete reboot or do you do like a partial reboot? Do you change the presentation or not? And I honestly don't know. And on top of that, the other problem is, who do they have? I mean, Eli Drake, he ain't there no more. We got L.A. Knight instead showing up on a different night of the week on a different show. We know, of course, Nick Aldis is there. But outside of him, who do, what what is the N.W.A.? And 
I need to see something between now and the end of the month when they're going to do this pay-per-view. Cause I really just, I, I don't even know how to answer that question. What, I, what do I want it to be? I have no damn idea. Cause I don't know what the NWA is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to jump in there really quick and say that mm-hmm. I definitely want them to keep your identity of power. Very unique. When it was going, it was the best thing in the wrestling business. Uh, again, very unique, very classical. I, I I love the aesthetics. I just love how people read a book. I like the opportunities folks were getting. And for what they were doing, they made stars instantly. Like everybody, regardless of where they came from, uh, whether you know they were already uh, whether they were signed from a major promotion or uh, coming up from the indies, I felt like everybody was on the same playing field, and it was just truly something special to watch. So going to fight, I hope fight understood that as well and i think fight you know being a home of of all combat sports mm-hmm. has to say like yeah we're, we're we're cutting the check here because we understand this is different this this is a, a, appeasing to a bunch of different generations and i think that uh you know that had to have been the selling factor because what else could they have went on with the hiatus that they've been on so i'm pretty sure that the aesthetics and um, the booking of power was the was the buying factor. So I want them to definitely keep that. Who's there? I guess you got to kind of look at what what was the name of the promotion they was working with? Prime? Um, uh, Hollywood Wrestling or something like that? Um, yeah, whatever they are in California. I always forget the name of them, but I, I, this, there's, there's an endless supply of wrestlers available. I think this is just exactly what they are going to be good at, is elevating people who we don't know and giving them very unique characters and an opportunity to shine. I think if I if, if if I may go as far as saying is that I think what they can do is do what Chikara's been doing for years, but in a different in, in the old school style. And I think that this could prove success uh, again because <laughs> they're back again <laughs> and create new people. Uh, and opportunities because yeah, there's an endless supply of wrestlers still available, you know, regardless of how you look at it or not. And as far as their major, their, their major talent, I mean, to get Thunder Rosa back, uh, Nick Aldis. I mean, do they work with Marty Scroll here, or is he just completely off hands? I mean, is that something some people will be okay with seeing? I don't know. So, um, you know, we'll see. And uh, I think the pay per view is definitely going to be. I wouldn't say make a break, but it's definitely along those terminologies <laughs> with them because they got they got to come back with a bang. So, Silas, just your thoughts? Yeah, just real quick. You guys have said it all, but I'm going to kind of go with Will. You said earlier, if you're using Fight TV where you know you really have to pay for the products that you're going to watch, the promo of what you do to build up this rebranding is going to be huge. Are you going to rebrand it as something like, oh, look at the spectacle event or all these up-and-coming wrestlers, or are you going to try to build it to be something where you keep and retain people um, because you don't want to have it where you're building up a lot of stuff and people not going to pay for building characters, but you want to pay for retention of characters if this is something that you want to have long term. So I'm hoping, you know, this is something that they can put a lot of promotion in to make sure people want to say, oh, let me check into this every so often what I got to pay for Fight TV. But I do like Fight is putting a risk on this because it does fit into the other content that they already displaying. So the long and short of it is, is that I generally agree with what everybody's saying. Uh, I think the best thing that power was, was that it wasn't everything else. It had something different. It had a different mm-hmm. template, a different toolkit, whatever the metaphor is, where you knew that you weren't going to watch the same thing that you've been watching on Mondays Correct. for the last 25, 30 years. Yep. Um, with that said, well, who was their roster? 
their roster doesn't have to be big. Their roster doesn't have to be super uh, famous. That's what it was. It was basically, you know, taking this show, this niche nostalgia product, and building these characters that fit that mold and putting them out there and letting them go to work. Now, does that mean that they're going to have to do that all over again from scratch? Absolutely. Yeah. Does that mean that they're going to have to, um, you know, grab some new talent, make some new stars? Yes. I do think that they, it's not a soft reboot. It's a hard reboot. This is episode mm-hmm. number one. This is, you know, Seattle moving to Oklahoma City. It starts here. It starts now. And honestly, what better way to start that by throwing everything on the table, going all in on your chips with a pay-per-view? Mm-hmm. Because you know that that quality has to be, will merit a paywall. I mean, like, if if you're willing to go all in and say that, hey, this is your first introduction to this new product, and it's going to be behind a paywall, I have to assume, because it would be damn foolish to to put out a regular 35-minute-long show or an hour-long show if they weren't going to come out guns blazing with their best for it at the pay-per-view level. The question is, do I want to deal with fight? Personally, no. (laughs) So that's a different problem. But if you know fight, and I think that there's a lot of lead over too. If you go to YouTube, YouTube is kind of an ocean with a bunch of little islands in it. Fight is a bigger island with a bunch of different subdivisions of combat sports. Wait, uh, wait, really question, really quick question, because you just made me think about something. Does that, wait, I didn't even think about this. So does that mean that for the weekly show, it's, a, it's paid? Uh, no, my understanding is that's not the case. It's just okay. that the pay-per-view... Okay. Yeah, on the twenty first. Yeah, I think it was the pay per views. Yeah. By the way, we love we love Spite. Uh, Spite. <laughs> that doesn't. Exist. I love Spite too. Yeah. <laughs> we love we love Spite TV. Thank y'all so much for all y'all done for us. Yeah. I, I would but imagine seriously. it's going to be similar. It was going to be similar to how uh, ROH Weekly TV is on Fight. Yeah, and that's it's, what it's I'm thinking. On there for free. Mm-hmm. So, although I would imagine it's like that. But although we don't know when, like, because. That comes out as a replay. This is technically coming out live. So are they going to, will it be part of like the library? Would it be part of like the essential streaming of it? Whenever, which when that I think about this, I mean, I understand why it can happen. But man, if ROH could, could parlay into this as well, too, that would have mm. been great because now we know ROH could be found live. But I'm thinking that's probably what this is. It says Sisto 5, so it's the time. And I thought that Sisto 5 is just when it's going to release. I'm thinking Sisto 5 is when it's going to stream this mm-hmm. week's episode. But um, Whether it's live or live to tape, I, I still think the most important thing is that, like, if you're if you're invested, they're going to see who the true fans are. If you're mm-hmm. invested, then you're going to pay that, what is it, $28 to see yeah. what the NWA is. It, it's almost like, uh, you know, you're you're a member of, a, of their Patreon. At like the one level that is twenty eight dollars, so you know support the product and support them. However, it's through fight, so we know that money exchanged hands between Corgan and Fight. You know they didn't just give that up for free. So I think that you know obviously Fight sees something. Maybe Fight knows a little bit. Obviously they know more than we do, but maybe Corgan gave them their long term plan and said like, "I right, look on the front end, you want to you want to get some of that money back that you gave us." Mm-hmm. By, by hosting our pay-per-view at $28 pop. And then we're going to talk long-term streaming for the distribution deal of the new show. And then, uh, then then obviously, patting each other on the back. So 
I, I think that it is interesting. I really, really, really hope that they um, bring back power the way that we remember it. But this is, but the, the real thing is, and this is kind of like, obviously it's not going to happen because we know what it is, but what could have been? Because there was a rumor that Tony Khan was going to buy uh, the NWA, and I think he should have. I think, like, whether it was for sale or not isn't the issue. But God damn it, if he had a chance, he should have taken mm-hmm. it. And the reason why is because the NWA, as a commodity, could have been the G League. It could have been a franchising. Mm-hmm. What if uh, these top indie promotions, uh, and think back to when we talked about unionization and stuff like that, well, what if these top indie promotions, the collective, for example, bought in to the NWA and were affiliated with AEW through the NWA. The NWA has the lineage, but the way they ran territories before was just that this promotion just covered Memphis or they covered Seattle. Um, They covered Memphis or they covered Seattle or they covered whatever. They covered this area, they covered New York. They could do that now with House of Glory, with you know, Game Changer Wrestling, uh, with uh, Freestyle, Freelance Wrestling in Chicago, the Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. These these promotions that are kind of like important indies could have been uh, very on the ground level of building the, the AEW footprint. It's their double A, it's their single A of wrestling and their feeder system into that. Now... That's why, you can, and of course the tape library is worth a billion dollars, but but that's why, like, if AEW really wants to maintain their longevity, they have to be bigger than the Nightmare Factory, whatever, whoever they're working with, with uh, Dustin's and his uh, training school that's opening. Sean Spears has a school that's opening. But what if they really could have, uh, you know, a pipeline of talent in the same way that the WWE has a pipeline of talent with mm-hmm. OEW in Kentucky? With FCW in Florida, which turned into NXT, um, you know, partnering with people all over the country, all over the world, with the UK scene, you know, Mansoor holding it down in Saudi Arabia. You know, these are NXT Japan rumors and stuff like that. NXT Latin America rumors. Well, AEW really has an opportunity to develop their own indies through the NWA as a franchisee. So... That way you get all of the Warner Media clout when you uh, when you book your shows. Maybe it's on Fight TV. Maybe it's on Bleacher Report. Probably not after what happened this week. Uh, but now you build an ecosystem, and you and and you have a better opportunity. Uh, everyone gets elevated up if they get towed along with AEW. It's not just Evolve. It's not just uh, Mission Pro. It's not just whoever else. But obviously that can't happen because. Uh, power is coming back on the 23rd and the pay-per-view is on the 21st. So hopefully it is, it is the product that we need it to be, but damn in an alternate universe, Tony Khan has not just opened the forbidden door around the world, but kind of weaved together a new tapestry of wrestling within the U S that allows a fundamental pipeline of indie wrestlers to make it to TV. How cool would that have been for all of the guys that we've seen in the VFWs and the bingo halls and the firehouses actually be affiliated on a low level with a top promotion? Mm. That's that's the end. It's not just about making towns anymore. It's about an end game. 
and the end game doesn't have to be WWE, but the but the goal is television, and that really could have been a way to do it. So, a boy can dream, Kenny. <laughs> Not a bad idea. I mean, yeah, lot to lot to lot to really consider there, but we'll see where yeah. this goes moving forward. So last also, week on that, what we really quickly, um, uh, Sanvita Scott, and that is all. Yeah. Someday, but somehow. But, but that's what we're talking about. Like, all of these people out there, Veda Scott, Ali Cat, Willow Nightingale, Solo Darling, uh, Lufisto, like, there's so many names that should be household names that just never had the opportunity, the avenue. And it's like, why? But go ahead. All right. So, last week on the show, we introduced... Uh, the return of our wrestling theme music, March Madness Bracket. Uh, essentially, the last time we did this, 2017, uh, bringing it back, is what we do. We all pick our favorite theme songs in all professional wrestling. Uh, we we had a few little bracket, a uh, few little columns of of, 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 of different uh, eligibilities, and we put them all together. We um, what do, you, what do you call it? Uh, I can't think of the name right now. How we um, rank them. Rank them, rank them, rank them. Seating, seating, There you go, there you go. <laughs> seating, them based, <laughs> seating them based on their popularity of views on YouTube. Um, nonetheless, then put them on there. And each week, what we're going to do is we're going to vote on our favorite, along with you fans. You can jump on there as well if you listen to this. Definitely uh, tweet us and also look out for polls as well. Uh, as we will uh, vote on our favorite till we crown our the as we are, but the winner of the 2021 wrestling theme song March Madness bracket. So, with that being said, we're going to just take a look at the bracket for this year, and um, we will not actually do the selections right now live, but. As you hear the completion of this podcast, you will be able to hear that bonus uh, content with us as we go through listening to them and uh, selecting our favorites. So, Salas, go ahead. So, yes. And like you said, two chains, if they were ranked based on their YouTube views of popularity. So you might see some interesting numbers like, why is this rank five? Why is this rank 14? That's how it went. But we did have to give the number one seed to our defending champion from 2017. And that is glorious Bobby Roode. Um, and I want to ask real quick, as you can see there, I can just go through this real quickly, the matchups. I want to ask you guys on the south side bracket, what do you think is the most interesting matchup? And I'll tell you mine after you guys go. But we got Glorious Bobby Roode uh, from 2017 against AK Black Sheep, AJ, jo- AJ Styles TNA theme, Get Ready to Fly, and then Jock- John Moxley's Unscripted Violence theme that he currently uses in AEW. Bianca Belair, Watch Me Shine versus Brody, Brody Lee, He Is Exalted. Shinsuke's theme that he's using currently in WWE versus Mr. Wonderful. Now, Baron Corbin has two themes here. I believe Superhuman is the one he used right before uh, his King Corbin. Hold on. What is, what is Mr. Wonderful? Mr. <laughs> Mr. Wonderful is, is the rest his theme. The rest of his theme, Mr. Wonderful. Oh, so just Paul Mr. Wonderful? Yes. Yeah, Paul, yes. Yeah, Paul Orndorff, yeah. Yes. Wow, okay. And then also you got uh, Baron Corbin, Superhero Human, which I think is the one right before his King Corbin it's thing. The, no, it's, it's the, the one earlier one. The one in NXT? Fir- 
it's the first one he came out to with the um, when he came out with the spotlights. Gotcha with the spotlights. Okay, mm, which which yeah. is the favorite favorite, favorite favorite of mine. Yes, against Rick Root's WCW theme. Then you got Baron Corbin's "I Bring Darkness" theme, which is more recent than the Superhuman. Against Kurt Angle's TNA theme, you got Bailey Deliverance, what she uses now versus Oscar the Future, which she's been having the whole whole time since she's been in WWE. And then the Usos theme, which they're currently used now against Sean Dean. Now, time guys, out. Time oh, out. Hold on. Before you even go any further, how come some people's themes don't have names? They don't have names if it's like their name theme by itself. So, like, for example, when I looked on YouTube for like Mr. Wonderful, it just said Mr. Wonderful's theme. So it wasn't no title <laughs> have for to do, it. We're going to have to research. There's no, no way. We're going to have to research this a little deeper. <laughs> we can definitely change the title, but when I Mr. looked at it, it said Mr. Wonderful's theme. I was like, okay. Hey, hey, Silas, it might be a little helpful if people knew exactly the one that they were looking for here. Oh, like, that's funny. <laughs> anyway, go with your question. So what do you guys think is the most intriguing, intriguing matchup on this south side bracket? Not even a round. not even a question is going to be that Bailey versus uh, uh, Oscar. Like, where did it go? No, I'm sorry, Bianca, Bianca Belair versus Brody Lee. That that's mine. That five twelve matchup. And if you mm-hmm. watch March Madness too, that five twelve matchups always causes upsets, and that's that's a intriguing one for me as well. What about you guys? Uh, what about you, Damien? I'm looking at that five twelve too, but I don't think it's going to be an upset at all. I think Bianca is going to storm through this bracket. If I'm being honest, because. Mm. I'm looking at glorious Bobby Roode. That was hot for maybe what six months. Yeah, but Bianca is is the thing now and the thing for the future. So I this upper part of the bracket, she's gonna run through that no problem. Okay, so I'm gonna cut Damien off really quick because nothing about Bianca herself. It's the theme. So it's the theme. It's, it's the theme. It's, it's a bomb ass theme. It is though. It is. Yeah, but it's not a guarantee. It fits her. Yeah, dude, first of all, too, you have to consider that. Um, uh, Baron Corbin has two themes on here, which just tells you that he really can't mess with good with good theme music. So, <laughs> and, and 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 Bobby uh, 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 Bobby Roode theme is literally probably one of the most contagious themes ever. So it's not a it's not a sweep just because she's popular right now. Like her theme is good, but I'm pretty sure we had to you know recite the lyrics right now. I'm pretty sure we're gonna go zero for five. But I will say I'm this only, though. I'm only saying this. Sorry, Sauce. I'm oh, only no, no. saying this because a lot of the the newer people who are being brought into WWE and maybe who follow us don't know Bobby Roop's theme song because he comes out with Dolph Ziggler. Correct. So it's they been don't a long use time since we heard song. it. Nah, so nah, no, no, everyone's going to know that. I mean, that's only, what, three years ago? Uh, yeah, it's it only three like years ago. Though. It seems like yeah. an eternity sometimes. And once, and once you hear, I mean, you're talking about Bobby Roode theme being a long time ago, as if, like, there's not another theme, like, much, much longer ago in Mr. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> How did that make the bracket? I have no idea. We, we, well, it depends same on who way, put it in way King, Same way King Corbin got on there twice. Twice, two <laughs> times. And I think two oh, people... Man. One person picked one theme and another person picked the other thing, too. That was funny on that. But I'll say this, though. If you can listen to these songs, like when you're working out in the gym, that's what you want to keep your element in. Like like, uh, Nadir said, not the fact of what you think the whole interest theme is what the music is itself. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's switch over to the east side bracket. So we have Edge, Metalingus, which is the number one seed, versus Joe Hendry. Yeah, that's a good theme. Which made it through our um our first four in or rather or our our playing games. Then we got Ray Ripley's. Oh, go ahead, two James. Now I say, like, ooh, this matchup. <laughs> yeah, Rhea Ripley versus Karrion Cross, two NXT powerhouse themes. Ooh. Then you got the demolition theme versus Sammy Guevara. Take flight. 
Um, Gangrel thing, which is definitely a popular if you're from the Attitude area against Sue Youngstein. Then you got Cien Almas making a difference, which is a fan favorite of mine um, from his NXT days versus <laughs> Mr. Oh, Anderson. Look, look whose team is going Mr. up against Mr. Anderson. Anderson. I wonder where my vote is going on this Damn, one. Homer. <laughs> <laughs> then you got the, well, I, I did give him the 11th seed based on ranking, so I didn't cheat. Um, then you got the Undisputed Era versus the North, their things respectively. Io Shirai's Tokyo Shock versus Cody Rhodes Undashing. And then Stone Cold's thing, which is a number two seed against Break the Walls, Jericho, a 15 Ooh, seed. That's, okay. that's an interesting attitude era matchup there. It is. With Stone Cold and Jericho, since they're it very is. like, that, that's, that's a, that's, that jumps out at me big time. I like Look, that matchup a lot. I have an issue that I can easily depict who someone's picks are. <laughs> Are you talking about me? <laughs> <laughs> All I'm gonna say is there's a lot of Marcellus picks on this side. I'm here. just saying it may be, but I'll say this: the interesting matchup for me, I'm thinking like a Georgetown two C versus Florida Gulf Coast with this Stone Cold break the walls. I'm not revealing who I'm picking, but that's a close matchup. But of course, I'm a fan of that undashing thing one of cody Rhodes' best thing in all of his career against that eo shirai tokyo shock but i know how my partners think about the eo shirai's thing what do you guys think uh let's go with uh let's go with uh the giant crab mr mcrib what do you think is your intriguing <laughs> matchup on this one mr mcrib <laughs> change your um, twitter name now sir <laughs> uh no actually but uh, because, it's, <laughs> because my name is jack mcrib on twitter okay um, you're right <laughs> Uh, obviously, the, the only song really that really just like, yeah, no, it's the only song that matters to me on this side of the bracket. That's Joe Hendry. Like, I don't really understand why there's 15 other songs. Um, I guess they're fine. Uh, I've heard most of them. A lot of them, you know, the others, you know, I'll have to listen to. But real, realistically, I believe in Joe Hendry. <laughs> As you should. And with that edge metalingus, that's without Tony Chimmel, though. So remember that. Well, Tony Chimmel can't sing, so that's probably <laughs> <a bit. laughs> I, I think we'll be okay without Tony Chimmel. I'm a, but I'm, I'm a fan. Well, what do you think? Superstar. Right, yeah. exactly. Well, what are you thinking, man? What What is the intriguing matchup for you on this side? I already mentioned Jericho and uh, Stone Cold. Mm-hmm. That, that one I get because I love the Attitude Era thing on that. Outside of that, I also really like that NXT matchup of Rhea Ripley and Karrion Cross. I, I like the matchups that are like similar people against each other. So both of those are jumping out at me on the east side bracket. Yeah. I am definitely like the matchups here are very uniquely paired. Like Gangrel and Sue Young that mm-hmm. very like sadistic like melody, I think is going to be interesting as well. And again, you know, and just just for for sake of the show, um, we're going to pre-record our voting for this because it's you know it's going to take us like thirty minutes to get through this, and mm-hmm. for airtime, we don't want to waste that much time. Next week, we will be definitely doing them live. That way, you can kind of hear the music as well um, and interact with us. But yeah, I think the parents are. I don't think there's too much. I don't think there's too many givens on this side, except for one matchup. But I'm not going to even say anything. But I don't think there's too many givens, and I think they're all going to be very interesting. So I can't wait to get into it. I mean, so. the, the real question is when it's Joe Hendry versus Jericho in the, in the uh, East Final. That's the, that's the matchup I'm looking forward to. <laughs> Sixteen versus fifteen. That will be huge Ooh. if those upsets happen. Yeah. So. 
We will see. But um, yeah, definitely stay tuned to the end of this episode as you can hear our round one uh, votes uh, for this year's uh, theme song, March Madness Bracket. So with that being said, let's get into the second half of this show tonight. Now, there's, 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 a, there's, there's a little interesting conversation that we've started to have. And then I say, you know what, we should talk about this on the show. And that is the possibilities of NXT, excuse me, NXT, who already has done this, but AEW expanding. And the reason why this came about is, and I'm going to give it to Jamal because he definitely was the one that kind of brought this question up. But uh, we're going to talk about the possibilities of AEW and expanding over the globe, particularly Japan here. So, um, and this also comes after, you know, the attempt of a tournament that's, they wanted us to actually care about, but we already talked about that enough. But yeah, Jamal, go ahead and uh, kind of frame this of how we came about on this discussion. So the women's uh, championship eliminated tournament has concluded, and we know who's going to go on and face Hikaru Shida at Revolution. But during the tournament, uh, Amy Sakura, who was a participant, but she is also the owner of Chocolate Pro Wrestling, Choco Pro, if you're familiar, uh, and she said on a watch along that um, it would be really, in a paraphrasing, it would be really cool if AEW invested more in Japan. Uh, she would like to work with AEW closer than what they've currently been working with. Um, and that kind of got me thinking, well, we've heard the rumors of NXT everywhere popping up, but what if AEW did that and invested more in Japan? Number one, what should that look like? And number two, how is this any different than the global takeover of what WWE has been doing? So I guess my first question is, let's say that AEW actually gets a Japanese outlet, they do the work, and they set it up. What should that look like? Should that look like an American product in Japan? Or should that look like a Japanese product that's more authentic to, the, to that style uh, for American audiences? And I'll open the floor to you guys for that. I, look, easily, I, 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 I love the ambition here, but based on uh, <laughs> recent history of how much they even care about their women's division, I don't care where it's done at. <laughs> I just don't see them investing in it and giving it its due diligence. So what does it look like? Invisible, because I don't ever see it happening. But if it was supposed to happen, then it should it should look how the tournament looked, but with some dignity behind it, as if they cared about it. And regardless of it being, and yes, I know it had to be, you know, moving heaven and earth in order to put a show in Japan and, and, and et cetera, et cetera. But come on now, we're still talking about somebody with a major with major uh, funding and, you know, who their mission statement is clearly about you know, inclusion, diversity, diversity. I can't even talk. Diversity. <laughs> diversity. <laughs> and, and and the fact that, you know, they're coming, uh, Emi Sakura is saying something that, you know, makes sense. I just don't see it happening. And if it was to happen, I just would see it to be mishandled. So I, it's just really hard for me to sit here and be like, yeah, I'll be a good idea. I want to see it happen. I will, you know, whatever it may be. Um, the tournament was an example of what they could have done, and that was just poorly executed. So I don't know. Okay. Okay. So go ahead, Damien. 
So I'm thinking if this works, what it could look like. I'm going, and, and I know it's not popular, but the NXT UK model, mm. where they work a style that blends in both the style of the region while getting people potentially NXT and WWE ready is something I, I think AEW should try to steer into to bridge that gap. Because I'll be honest, I watched the finals yesterday and it, I didn't know what the hell was going on. All the weird gyrations, all the weird body movements. I felt like I was watching an epileptic seizure at some points during that match last night, uh, the women's final. Uh, so I think that would be successful. Now, in terms of expansion, we, we talk about all the time. It's a, it's a matter of time before all the markets and all the countries get get ticked off the box. How could they do it? I think a partnership is better than them just saying, hey, we're going to make AEW Japan and just go from there. I think them partnering up or opening forbidden doors with other organizations like Choka Pro. Shoot, if they did something with DDT Wrestling, I would love to see that, to be quite honest. I know Jamal doesn't watch New Japan, but there's always that that connection between the people in charge of AEW and New Japan. So if there's money to be made going forward, I'd say keep partnering up. But I think in the short term, just model it where you can bring it to American audiences while still keeping the flavor of the country of origin in the ring style. It's not easy to do, but it is doable depending on who you sign. That's why WWE NXT, I mean, uh, NXT UK, signs people like Mako Satomura, signs people like Kaylee Ray, because they can work a myriad of styles, not just one. Yeah, I, agree. I, I, I can't even top that, Damien. I agree with everything that you just said. That that really brought it home for me. So that's all, that's all I could say to that. <laughs> uh, but Will, you got anything? I'm, that was perfect. <laughs> I can add a little something to it. Now, what I'm thinking is I like the idea of, okay, yeah, you keep the local flavor or at least Mm -hmm. some of it and, Mm -hmm. but integrate it into how you want things to be in the States and and what you want the home thing to be. Because obviously Mm -hmm. if you're sending people there with the idea of they're still your people in the end, the idea is to bring them back and incorporate them into your show. With that in mind, one thing you can do, depending who the people are, especially if it's a lot of the younger people who are still very much pieces of clay to be molded. I'm thinking back to when WWF had the deal with ECW where Mm -hmm. they would send people to ECW that they weren't doing anything with, with the idea of like, Hey, we're sending you here. And it's also kind of imperative. We want you to get over and come up with a character. So you had Al Snow go to ECW. He came back with head. So if someone can go somewhere and come up with like, okay, while I'm away, now I'm coming up with something. Now I come back as a fully envisioned character and even not even thinking about that. It's like new Japan. I mean, heck they sent Naito to uh, Mexico and that's how we got Los and Gobernables. So an excursion like that can lead to giving you a fully featured character when they return. So if it can be kind of like a finishing school or kind of like a polishing process, whatever you want it to be in the end, the idea is I'd be like, okay, once you're done here and you're coming back, what are you coming back with in the very end? So there's ways to do it. I think it's just a matter of what the goals are here and how long do you send people away for? Is it like a year mm-hmm. deal? Is it like just a couple months? What, what are you trying to do and who are you trying to do it with? Yeah. So I think the biggest thing about this, and this is kind of a point that nobody's really touched on is that, I would see this thing work best if AEW tried to insert itself into the marketplace. Uh, New Japan doesn't have women on the roster. Stardom is a women's promotion. They don't really overlap, even though they're owned by the same parent company. 
there are other companies that have uh, the same similar uh, women and men, not necessarily both. So with Choco Pro, they only have one championship, and their championship is an intergender tag team with Balianaki and Mesa So even right then and of itself, you're doing something that most major companies in Japan aren't doing. Now, does that mean that it has to be an exchange program? Should we send Leva Bates to Japan for a year? Like, no, not necessarily. But also, if I go to a McDonald's anywhere in the world, it still needs to feel like McDonald's. It still needs to look like McDonald's. Even though there's a local flavor to it, it still needs to aesthetically be a McDonald's. And that's what I think that it should be. It should be the equivalent of, of Dynamite or Dark, you know, that set, that aesthetic, the AEW has kind of uh, built in that brand. They need to have that brand. And the thing is, and the same thing we talked about with NWA, is that you can build that brand by being something different. And the fact that they have intergender wrestling makes them different in Japan. The fact that they have, um, you know, Aki, who's Indian, as their only champion, uh, partly with Saruga, makes them, you know, slightly different. So it's not just the Gaijins versus... Uh, you know, the, the regular the local guys. It's the fact that you have uh, this really unique experience that no one else can really replicate that just happens to be on a presentation that looks like Dynamite. And I think that that is something that that can work because you carve in a niche on both players. And of course, it's more content for AEW. It's more content for HBO Max. It's more content for Cartoon Network or wherever in the Warner Media family that they want to um, you know, supply. So I, I think that it's definitely something that could work, and I think it would be better than the WWE approach versus, okay, well, your, your, wrestling, your local wrestling scene is mine now. We own it all. It doesn't have to be AEW conquers Japan in the way that WWE has conquered the UK, but inserting themselves into the fold would actually be beneficial to the, the paper itself. And I, and I really hope that it happens in a bigger way outside of this tournament. If this tournament was the litmus test, I don't know if they passed it, but I'm willing to wait and willing for them to try again with a little bit more stability in the world and in the tournament itself. Yeah. Okay. So before we wrap up the show really quickly with this one, so we do know AEW revolution pay-per-view is this weekend, their second annual but also, some people may not know, but a lot of people do know. Probably more people know that, well, not even a question, more people know that this is a thing over at the AEW pay-per-view. And that's All-Star Night. It's the same night. So based on AEW's homegoing show on Dynamite and or your fandom for NBA, what are you guys watching this Sunday? Quickly, let's go around, starting with Damian. What are you watching this Sunday, sir. Well, this Sunday, I'm not watching any of that because I actually have to do play-by-play for free plays. So I will actually be doing my own uh, online broadcasting. But if I had my choice, I'd be watching the NBA All-Star Game because I've refused to pay any money to watch an AEW pay-per-view unless it is for free on your legal streaming sites. I will say for me too, all-star game will be for me, especially since they're doing everything on Sunday. So that's going to be intriguing how you have everything back to back on Sunday. Now, granted, not taking away anything that AEW is doing, especially using Shaq as a teaser for your go home um, and how that match was. But I'm really going to be intrigued in the all-star game to see what they have. 
I'll uh, tell they, you. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Jamal. Uh, just, just keep it really short. It's the All Star Game for me, um, because they haven't done it this way. Uh, they never had the entire event on Sunday. Uh, the halftime a, a show won't be a performance. It's going to be the slam dunk contest. Uh, the three point shootout starts at six o'clock, and the skills challenges after that. And then the game starts at seven, I believe. So it, it's it's all of the weekend crammed into a five or six hour event um, that celebrates all the basketball and it's all for a good cause as it goes to uh, celebrate HBCUs. So I'm more interested in the All-Star game than I've ever been in the game. And now that I'm going to watch the game because the, I don't know when the dunk contest is coming on, um, I'm definitely more interested in the event now. And then, of course, knowing that, you do realize that whatever this, whatever happens at the pay-per-view will carry on into next week. Yep, agree. Everything he said. Will? <laughs> <laughs> I will be the outlier and say I am, and it's not too often I say this, I am definitely interested in the AEW pay-per-view this time. Ooh. So I'm probably going to check it out. Ooh. For me, it helps that it's on Sunday because I've never been into watching their shows on a Saturday night. So I'm actually like, hey, it's in the regular pay-per-view time slot. I'm down with that. And if anything, I am damn curious to see if they can pull off this barbed wire explosion match that has got my curiosity enough that I will fire up the VPN and throw down $20 to check that out. So you'll see, I'm, I'm real curious. So if they got, if they're going to bring the explosions or not. So I'm tuning in, I think well, it's not in Maryland, not so it could be interesting. Yeah. All right, Jamal, let's, let's, let's get into our news for tonight. Okay, so the first thing is, I know we talked a lot about the NWA, so we have to say rest in peace to Joseph Hudson, also known as Josephus, also known as my favorite character, the question mark. Um, I know that we talked about it last week, but but since we are talking about the NWA, um, it will be interesting to see how they bring that back, considering that Aaron Stevens was featured on the, and the question mark, or featured on the uh, NWA preview 90-second sizzle reel. But, um, you know, just a reminder to uh, give your people your flowers, their flowers while they're here. So um, NWA obviously opens up in uh, two weeks, three weeks, uh, on the 21st. This is, of course, the pay-per-view, back for the attack on fight. That's $28. Good luck with that. Um, And then, of course, you have uh, NWA power in whatever iteration that will look like on two days later. Um, So it's going to be interesting, especially as we enter WrestleMania season. Uh, The Indies are kind of popping off right now with all of the, with, of course, states being open. Uh, Let's see how long that lasts. Uh, but we have a bunch of WrestleMania weekend is chock-a-block with events as the GCW and a bunch of other companies in the Tampa area are running shows all over Pinellas and Hillsborough County. So we'll definitely have more updates once we know what cards are, what times are. But, uh, yeah, it's good. WrestleMania weekend is going to feature a lot of damn wrestling from Thursday through Sunday. And that doesn't even include the two-day WrestleMania event and NXT TakeOver, which I believe is Thursday night. Uh, ahead of SmackDown on Friday. Uh, there has been no word yet on what WWE is going to do. Baseball starts uh, April 1st. Spring training is over mm. in about two weeks. And I bring that up because the Thunderdome is the home of the Tampa Bay Devil Rays, who yep. will need that space before the month is over. So I know that we're talking about WrestleMania, and we're talking about the war Raw after WrestleMania. Where will that be? Uh, and we can, we'll discuss that later on, obviously, but watch this space. It just put just put that in your head that um, they about to be homeless. <laughs> <laughs> clock is ticking. Clock is ticking. Is a ticking. 
Yeah, um, until, until and next thing you know, WWE operations are running full time in Texas. Yep. Uh, well, I mean, you know, it, it could happen, but you know, it's uh, it's just a damaged thing. Yeah. What are they going? Hell, maybe they haven't announced it because they may tour again. States are open. They could just tour the South. They could just tour the Bible Belt until the cows come home and get <laughs> two thousand to five thousand fans in, in, an, in an outdoor amphitheater. Summer is coming. It's already warm down there, compared, relatively speaking. Texas has thought out. I, I'm not saying it could happen, but it, it definitely could happen. Um, un, unfortunately, uh, at the age of 76, Jim Crockett Jr. had passed away. Um, he uh, had been dealing with liver and kidney failure. Uh, he was uh, in hospice uh, in, in recently um, as he was where he uh, ended his fight with uh, liver and kidney failure. Uh, he also had contracted COVID-19 recently. Uh, which may or may not uh, exacerbated his ailments. So Jim Crockett, dead at 76, uh, hearty rest in peace to him. Caleb Braxton's gay. Also, uh, WWE and uh, uh, former WWE superstar Enzo and Big Cass, uh, they worked an event in um, in Texas. Speaking of it, open. Cass actually looks pretty good. You know, yeah, he came uh, back looking jacked. Yeah, Cass actually looks pretty good. Uh, you know, fans gave him a standing uh, stand ovation. Um, you know, a lot of buzz around him. And, you know, for what it's worth, you know, I didn't hate the guy. Uh, obviously, politically, we don't agree on things. Mm-hmm. And that could be what it's what it could be. I don't really have to care about that. But, yeah, I mean, but he has to write the work. So, good. Yeah, have to get it back. Yeah, but I, I just want to add really quickly, too. Like, regardless of whatever people think about him and Enzo, the idea that he had a medical issue and it had to pertain to some, you know, with seizures. So who knows mm-hmm. if it was epilepsy or whatever it may be. The fact of the matter is he does look good, but he also must got, you know, the medication or whatever uh, balance, which is a tricky thing for people that deal with that. So the fact that he was able to get that under control, get back in probably the best shape of his life. And now opportunities look to be right around the corner. That's what I give his hats off to. And I, I think that, uh, I think the big LG and the good brothers who are really deep in impact pockets could be trying to make something work. Would you have entire off the books, having Ethan page off the books, and then you put him in a ring with the big LG and, um, and, um, why can't I think of his name? Right. Now? Gun. No, no, no. Uh, the other really big tall dude. Why can't I think of his name right now? Moose? What, who you think? No, that's what Ace Austin. Ah, uh, uh, Sawyer Fulton, Mad 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 Fulton. Fulton. Thank you. Mm. I I think you got some big guys, some big horses there that could be truly intriguing, and you know um, that would be that'd be a really good look for him. But yeah, definitely has off to him getting getting back in, in, into the ring. Um, Chris Jericho, along with the Disco Inferno. So if you if you're on Twitter and you get your COVID news from Disco Inferno, uh, <laughs> on you. But uh, but but Chris but uh, Chris Jericho. Uh, the Disco Inferno and uh, Medusa, also a lunch of Brace, uh, all agree as they're tweeting out that the states need to be opened. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> so, so here's the thing, and this is why I bring it up. It's You're still a fan. You can still vote with your pocket. If you yep. don't like a thing, don't support it. Yep. Point blank, period. If you like a thing, cool. It really is all up to you. We don't have to agree on what they say. They have the right to say it. Uh, it's just an opinion. But the bottom line is, is that um, 
If you get your Twitter news from Disco Inferno, <laughs> I mean, this may be part of the problem. Disco Inferno, <laughs> Ryback, and Val Venus. Those are my top three. Or, or um, uh, um, low key. Um, oh yes, Austin Aries. Austin Aries. Yes. Austin Aries. Yes. Uh, Flip, Flip Gordon. Dave yeah. Meltzer. All ex- well, experts in their field. All experts yes. in their field. Expert climatologists, virologists, <laughs> paleontologists, <laughs> all of them. They got yeah. it all. Yeah. Yeah. Do do not take your medical advice from people who get dropped on their head for a living. Yeah. Just a word. Right. Of Oi. Oi. <laughs> right. right. Uh, so wrestling is definitely picking back up. Uh, pandemic be damned, though. Uh, New Japan is going to have the New Japan uh, Cup. That's still going on. SmackDown is tomorrow night on Fox. Uh, New South Wrestling in beautiful Hansville, Alabama. They're having something called the Hoss Tournament, and that's over the weekend. And the reason why I bring it up is because uh, pal of the show, Logan East of the Row, is not the person I think that would be in the Hoss Tournament, but I'll be goddamn if he doesn't look ripped and he is ready to hoss it up. So good on you, Logan. Hey, my, man is, my man is traveling now. He just competed in the BJJ Tournament. I yep. am super intrigued to see what he brings. I am head over heels excited for this. Right, so I mean, but there's some names in this tournament, though. You know, Adam Priest, Davy Boy Smith Jr., uh, the one called Manders, Logan, obviously, uh, Kenzie Page, who's been on AEW. We haven't seen her in a, in a minute, but uh, yeah, it's 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 a really interesting turn a tournament. O'Shea Edwards, uh, you know, it, yeah, it's a Haas tournament. I am mad at it. So that's uh, yeah, if you're in the beautiful Hansville, Alabama area, uh, that's a thing that's happening this weekend. ROH is new this weekend. Um, WXW in Germany uh, will have an event this weekend. I'm not sure if it's on the WWE Network or not. Uh, New Japan Strong number 30 is happening uh, this weekend. That's also on Friday. Uh, GCW has a show from beautiful Atlantic City. Uh, They're doing a show at the Showboat uh, called Take Care. That is on Saturday. Uh, Revolution's on Sunday, and their buy-in starts at 7 o'clock Eastern. Uh, It's an hour long. Uh, that's going to be on Sunday night. And New Japan Cup, of course, will never end because that's running all throughout the month uh, for different days and, and stuff throughout the month. Uh, and, of course, Raw's on Monday. And NXT, for the time being, is on uh, Wednesday, is on next Wednesday, of course. So uh, a lot to cover. but uh, And it's good to see wrestling, like, really coming back in, in a really strong way. It's a lot of, a lot of events popping up around the area. But that's the news for this week. Awesome. Well, folks, we are going to make this a soft exit because, yep, we got to get to this bracket. So stay tuned for our bonus material because we're going to go around our round one of our wrestling theme song 2021. <laughs> well, like, what year is this? 2021. March 2021. <laughs> thank you. There we go. Wrestling theme song uh, bracket. So, yeah, thank you for tuning in, folks, and uh, stay tuned for that right now. Hey, this is 2 Chains, the host of the BGB Podcast. Be sure to visit us on YouTube and subscribe for additional content. Also, rate, review, and subscribe to the Big Go Belt Podcast on iTunes and all audio platforms. Visit BigGoBeltGroup.com, the golden standard for all of your wrestling needs. And connect with us on all social media platforms. All right, folks, so thank you for uh, sticking around for our uh, bonus coverage here as we're going to get into our 2021 
wrestling theme song March Madness bracket. So now what you're going to basically uh, hear is that uh, we're going to go through our round one selections and uh, we're going to go about 30 seconds of each song and we're going to place our bet. So, uh, yeah, you, you all ready to get into it. All of us are here um, yeah. and uh, this just should be fun. So um, we're not going to do too much of uh, introduction to each one, but we will name what the uh, who the person mm-hmm. is and then we'll obviously give our votes after it. So let's get into our number one seed, number, number one song in Bobby Roode's Glorious. That's 30 seconds. All right. And that song is going to be going up against uh, the winner of the play in games. I know you all voted for a best, but too bad because a kid actually won that one. Come uh, on. Basically. Wait a minute. I got a beef with that. If the fans <laughs> wanted a best, how the hell didn't we not listen to the fans? Based on, on our votes, along with the compilation of fan votes, a kid has made it into the 16 seed. So let's that go with the a kid black sheep. Let's go. <laughs> so. Okay, so really quickly before we make our votes, if anybody petitions to want to hear a song longer, everybody gets one go at that because... (laughs) I think that's I think that might just be fair in certain cases. So if you have want to lobby for one song in this round to go longer than 30 seconds, you could do so. But I'm gonna start off by saying, like, this is actually a really tough matchup here. <laughs> I really like the drop on A Kids, and I think Rudis is so I don't know. Should I just say the word glorious and make it a pun? <laughs> no. No, let's not do that. <laughs> the defending champ versus the rookie upstart. Which is it going to be? Isn't a kid's whole story about being like an underdog too? He's a kid. So yes, an underdog. <laughs> I am not going to pick first. I will. Oh. A kid. I'm going to go with a kid. Oh, damn, 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 damn. We got two already. I will take the other side. I will go with Bobby Roode. Glorious. It's two to one. Yeah, I think I am going to go with Glorious as well here. Okay, then that means Silly Sellis is our deciding vote, and I have his pick Ooh. right here. A kid advances to the next round. Wow. A huge yes. Right out of the gate. <laughs> The 16 Florida, seed. Florida Bam. Gulf Coast. <laughs> we got your bracket buster right off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into our next song. AJ Styles, Get Ready to Fly. It's old TNA theme. Get ready to fly. 
At 30 seconds. Yep. And that's going against Mos- Mox- John Moxley, unscripted violence. seconds. AJ Styles and it's not close. <laughs> Moxley and yeah. it's not close. Ooh, we got one to one. I will jump in next. God, classic TNA theme against the leader of AEW. I am torn on this one. I'm going to go new school. I'm going to go Mox. I think I'm going to go Mox too. I was never really a big fan of that AJ Styles thing, but like, again, trying to think, take the interest out of it. Like, I think I'm more lenient towards John Moxley here. Yeah. Well, it looks like, wait, wait, so you're going, you're going for Mox. Yeah. So, okay. Silly Salas is going for AJ Styles. So Mox gets the win this time definitively. All right. All right. Our next round pick are Bianca Belair, Watch Me Shine, against Brody Lee. He is exalted. All right, so Bianca first. I'm on my own against the wall. The pressure's building, but no, I will never fall. Instead of crying, they hear me roar. And now I see that I'm way better than before. I never needed you at all. Think I fall down, I'ma watch you fall down. I'm living large now. I never needed you at all. Think I fall down, I'ma watch you fall down. I'm living large now. I never needed you at all. That's 30. Go for it. The exalted one, Brody Lee. Wake up your mind. And we should tell the audience this is the 512 matchup of this part of the bracket. So if you follow mm-hmm. NCAA March Madness rules, typically the 12 seed every so often upsets the five seed. Bianca being the five seed. Brody being the 12 seed. I like how Damien's pick is Bianca Belair, and he cut this off exactly at 30. Every other one has <laughs> went a little bit. Like, I'm very, I'm, oh, no, I'm talking an eye out on him and, and, and selling. <laughs> Look, I, I'm going to be 100% honest here. Bianca Belair, the worst thing about theme songs is ones with lyrics. And when you listen to pure lyricists, you always say like, oh, those lyrics are trash, and that completely is detrimental to us all. Thus, <laughs> <laughs> thus, my pick is going with 
the the um um the 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 inner the inner circle the uh I can't even think of the name right the dark now. orders leader the dark order leader they're gonna really miss this team out of their arsenal but yeah that's that's my pick I'm going Brody Lee here Bianca we know we know we're two to one for Bianca I tell you I like the drop on a uh, Brody Lee's when it kicks in but I, I go Bianca she wins it Marcellus also picked Bianca. Four to one on that one. It just took too long to get to his drop. It's like when you get to like when it, when it drops, seconds. it's good. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So, so because my pick, and I, I'm definitely going to stand for it. Just, we're only given thirty seconds because of the because of the the time sake, but that should not negate if the song is good or not. It's not like you got to create. Well, we can't hear. Okay, but then in some cases, the whole song, you don't hear the main thing until you get 32 seconds into the song. So you're saying you're not familiar with this song unless we go longer. So you, yes. would, like to, you, so you would like to use your extra bonus to hear the... No, the, not for this song. I'm talking about all songs in general. Because when you it, get past the first 15 seconds, sometimes the song hasn't even started yet. I like how we came up with this idea. Like, yeah, we're going to do 30 seconds. That's perfect. And then as soon as we do 30 seconds, six songs in, you're like, it's not a good idea. I was the one person that said it wasn't a good idea. (laughs) I look at it like this. These are wrestling intros. They need to hit out of the gate. They need to get to it. You're walking to the ring. But what if the person's interest doesn't actually pertains to that? What do you mean? (laughs) Like if the person uses a different part of the song or they use, uh, you know, like Jericho's theme is just three seconds of the break the walls down. The actual song is longer than that. Yeah. So the, oh, the, the edit for the theme, it may be different than the actual song. Right. Very true. Very true. Oh, so I guess this next pick is going to be very interesting. So let, let's go to the next round then. So we have Shinsuke, Rising Sun versus Mr. Wonderful. And 30 seconds of Shinsuke should be very interesting. Yeah. And I'm going to use my pick for this one because I know the violin part takes most of the first part of the song. So I'm going to extend <laughs> this longer. What are we giving the extensions? 45 seconds or a minute? 45 seconds. Is that consensus? 45 seconds? Yeah. 15 Mm -hmm. seconds more. Yeah. Cool. We're not even going to get to the main song in 45 seconds. <laughs> I think we're all familiar with this theme, though. Imagine, imagine shooting your own self in the foot. This is just a personal favorite of mine. It's okay. <laughs> You're only getting violin. 45 seconds, as y'all said. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even I said a minute. Oh, <laughs> yep, it, it, that's the way the chips fall. That's okay. That's a hell like of a theme, the though, because I remember that entrance. That was a hell of a damage. No, 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 no. It's not the entrance. It's yep. the theme. <laughs> the theme. Yeah. Yep. It's just the theme. Let's you know, we're not having takeover flashbacks, goddammit. It's just Let's the theme. <laughs> <laughs> Let's Let's yeah. I got you. All right, I now got you, we gotta go. What's, what's up against? <laughs> oh, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. That's oh, right. Play the song. WCW, play, baby. Play, play the song. This is the WWF one, not the WCW one. No, this is WCW. Oh. They called him Mr. Wonderful. What oh. is this? 
Oh, I remember this. The tail end of his Nitro run. Ah, yeah, baby. (laughs) Mr. Wonderful. Is this a 412? Yeah, this is a 412 matchup. Okay. I'm going Shinsuke, obviously. (laughs) Well, it's my pick, so I'm going Mr. Wonderful. All right. The, the, the people who picked them, one and one. God damn, I, I got to stay true to my WCW heart. So I'm with Jamal. Mr. Wonderful, oh, baby. On, That's, <laughs> That's three. That's three right there. All right. <laughs> All right. Next round, we got Baron Corbin, Superhuman versus Rick Rude, WCW theme. Uh-oh, more WCW. Celis, by the way, was for uh, Shinsuke. So three, two. Yeah. I forgot about this one. This is definitely a gym song. Rick Rude, WCW theme. Oh, it's a different yeah. one. That's okay. We'll use it. Y- y'all pick the bootleg one. I'd put down for number two. Second version. That's okay. All right, all right, all right. All right. No, no, let's put in the other one. Let's, let's get the right one here. Let's get the right one here. All right, put that in the okay. chat then. I, yeah, well, uh, I I definitely copied and pasted that, so I don't know how that... Uh... Man, Man, hold on. Let me messed up or something. I can yeah, find it right now. let me see if there's another one. Hold on. I think I found it. The second version. Second one. Second thing. simply rabbit. This is it. <laughs> I think I'm cute. I know I'm sexy. No, I'm sorry, wrong song. Wait, what? Oh, Rick Rude. Poor me, Oh, my so wait, did he used to pick up women on the apron and put them in the ring? Oh, he did all kinds of crap. Remember, he'd have like, women come in and make out with him. After That's right. I remember stuff. that. Yes, so, yes, yeah. Yes. That's the rare case of a WCW theme that was better than a WWF theme. That's why yes. I picked that one, baby. So, Without obviously, question. I'm picking Ravishing Rick Rude. So am I. Yeah, I like Rick Rude, but I'm definitely going with Barrett Corbin with his best theme that he's ever had. Corbin. Mm-hmm. We're tied. We're tied two to two. So Celis gets the deciding vote, and damn it, Corbin goes through. Oh. All right. Oh, so now <laughs> we have Baron Corbin. I bring the darkness versus the Kurt Angle TNA thing. Oh, okay. Let's see. Oh dear. Kurt Angle's theme song. (laughs) Global Force Network. 
Oh yeah, his Red Rider ripoff. I forgot about this. Yeah. Oh, he did have this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give it a couple extra seconds because of the intro with the advertisement. Forgot about this one. It's been so long since I've heard it. There is zero chance I'm picking that. Corbin. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, obviously, Angle, uh, because Corbin's putting his theme coming to sleep. <laughs> I'm going with Jamal too. I'm going Kurt Angle, baby. I'm giving TNA some love today. Yeah, I'm going with Corbin. Uh, so we're two to two then. Yeah, and two to two, deciding vote. Then, damn it, Corbin goes through again. Sell this in here, but he's still making his presence known. King Corbin, both his songs are through. That is oh, ridiculous. <laughs> All right, next up. Two we left had in this Bailey's, Bailey's Deliverance and Oscar's The Future. And now Oscar is the future. Okay, to Najir's point earlier about lyrics messing with the song itself and not letting you hear the song, that was on display for me right now because I tried to zoom in on the actual music and not pay attention to the lyrics. And this is a song where the lyrics help make the song infinitely better, in my opinion. Yeah, so that's also going to be a vote for Oscar for me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm picking Bailey. Ooh, we split one to one. Oscar. Mm, I like both of these. They're both two of my favorites. I picked Oscar and brought it in the tournament. I got to go with Oscar. <laughs> I know Sellers picked Bailey because yes, he did pick Bailey. That's a <laughs> three to two. Another close one. Oscar so, goes through. Yeah. All right. All right. Now we have for the last on the left side, the south side of the bracket, we have the Usos done with that versus Sean Dean. Who the hell, is Sean Dean? God damn it. Watch dark, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so it's baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 I use. Let's welcome these folks to the Uso penitentiary. Okay, Sean Dean. 
Man. All right, comment. That definitely feels like an AEW Dark theme. And it really to does. Small really point. Cool. I don't know if it was we said this on the recorder or not, but AEW Dark themes are light years better than their signed talent. <laughs> With that still being wait, said, wait, 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 clarify that. You mean the actual theme is better than hey. the talent? <laughs> 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 like, like, yo, we're not sound of the big show, but play Sean D's theme again. <laughs> we'll just go with that. We'll, we'll let that one go. <laughs> that theme is that theme is dope. I, but I got to go with the Usos. This is just a bad matchup for it here. The Usos theme is probably one of my favorite themes. Well, this is a two fifteen, so I didn't think a lot of people thought. Sean Dean was going to break it through. Uh, Usos for me. Damn right, I am. On for the Usos down since day one ish. Number one, if you have to censor yourself, don't fucking say the word. <laughs> 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 I mean, it, it, it's I'm, I'm going with Sean Dean because that's my pick. That that's you know, I like the song. It actually it's, it is one of those songs because it was on dark. It made me like it made him stand out more. True that. Now That's his a good gimmick point. is whatever it is. You don't have to like him as wrestling. But as far as like when I hear that theme on dark, I'm like, oh shit, okay, this is. I'm, I'm my ears perked up the first time I heard it. It's so confusing how the logic and like, hey, we may not sign this person, but damn sure give him a bad. And he's still theme. not signed, and he's been there <laughs> like seven months. Yeah, he's not oh. signed. Okay. No. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of people that's floating in that. We're yeah, here all the time, not signed. Like, 10-day contracts forever. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and that's a different problem that we could talk about later, but the idea is Sean Steen's theme was like the perfect uh, version of like, I don't know you, but if this is how you're coming out, you've already made an impression. Versus yeah. the Ustos where it's like, okay, well, another 3-6 Mafia ripoff because of Oh, no, no. Cool. Stop no. it. That's no. Uso Penitentiary. Ustos. Well, anyway, I'm I'm with Uso Penitentiary too, and so is Celis. So there's a four to one. We have still yet to have a complete sweep in one of these. So yeah. this is interesting as we finish up the South Side bracket and head to yeah. a, what the East. Or yeah, going let's go into our first our first matchup, number one versus sixteen. This is going to be interesting. I'm going to do this a little different. We're going to do the the um the bottom seat first, then the um then okay. the, the higher. So we're going to start with Joe Hendry. Yeah, this is Joe Hendry versus Edge. Say his name and he appears. My candy man. I believe in Joe Hendry. I believe in Joe Hendry. Cause he loves London and Paris and Tokyo. America, Scotland and Canada and Mexico. They say, I believe in Joe Hendry. Don't you dare snicker at Joe Hendry. I believe in Joe Hendry. So they made a yeah. He's Jamal. I would advise you to use your extended here. No, no. The song is what it is. We've heard it before. And and no, that's not a given. And I don't think they heard the drop on this because it's it's definitely we we, we've heard it before. I want to save it for when I absolutely need it. The thing is, is that there is an emotional connection with the Edge song 
that I don't think that Joe Hendry is going to be able to overcome. So I'm gonna I'm gonna play it smart and I'm gonna save mm. it for later. All right. All right, let's go with Edge. You think you know me? On this day, I see clearly everything is come to life. A place in a broken dream and we'll leave it all behind. On this day, it's a real to me. I tell you, man, Edge is like definitely one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Mm -hmm. But I will say this. Joe Hendry. Now, I mean, I know I made a slight ridiculous statement a few seconds ago, but this one's going to be even more ridiculous. Joe Hendry's interest is absolutely better than the promotion it comes out of. <laughs> Taking it to the next level. Jesus. Hey, and and on any given day, I pick Joe Joe Hendry's interest over the city where that promotion resides in. <laughs> you know what? I know it's gonna go crazy, but I'm actually gonna go with Joe Hendry here too. Uh-oh. I like that theme. And the first time I heard it, I was like, oh, oh, if I, this I, was going up against any other theme, I would have said Joe Hendry, but I'm going with Edge. The problem that I have with Edge's song is that the actual album version is better than the WWE edit. So I'm going to go with Joe Hendry. Whoa. So we have three for Joe Hendry. No one has picked Edge yet. And it is a tough one for me because no, no, uh, we have two for Joe Hendry. So two to one, two to one, yeah. two to one. Okay, yeah. so we're, we're we're close right now. Okay, God, I'm just gonna say hey. this. I'm just gonna say this. Marcellus pick A. So you're on tiebreaker now. Uh oh, no, damn! <laughs> you put me on the hot damn seat here. You put me on the hot seat because that Joe Hendry theme has grown on me. And Edge's theme is just a lot like Edge to me, where it's just it's it's there. Yeah. It's okay. It's there. Damn it. I got to go with... I got to go with Edge. I got to go uh, with Edge. Right. That's, a, that's a close one, though. That's a Power. close one. <laughs> I'm, going with, I'm standing the test of time here. The Vegas sports books was sweating right there. <laughs> I this was really a go either way. buzzer beater by the number one seed. That was <laughs> this is this is old school Kentucky beating Prairie View AM on a half court heave just now. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we we already had one big old upset. So there we go. Uh, all right. Now we have the uh nine versus eight, carrying cross versus Rhea Ripley. Oh, this is an interesting matchup. NXT versus NXT. I may be using my extended here because I don't know when this actually drops. There's a long intro on this. There's a long intro on this. Oh, well. (laughs) Yeah, this is just like their entrance. Very overblown. Go ahead, go ahead with it. This is your extended? Yep. Might be blown, but we'll see. <laughs> You're still not going to get to it. It's like the violin solo a bit ago. It's 
Yeah. Who's actually you got seeing another, that? You got another 45 seconds of like her intro before it finally starts breaking down. <laughs> That's that entrance is long. Yeah. Good lord. This is my brutality. Oh no. <laughs> oh no this has one of the best drops but yep. we'll see what happens hearing it isolated like this I was just thinking that too. I'm not even trying it, to be biased it, here. But it does man. not sound like that when you hear it on TV. Yeah, not on TV. Those, those vocals are rough. Mm. Good lord. Mm, 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 mm. But it's going up against something with a very, very long intro, <laughs> an excessively long intro. This isn't a, isn't as close a battle as I thought it would be. These are both rough in their own ways. I will go Rhea Ripley though on this one. Only because it took forever to get to cross his theme, I have to go Rhea Ripley. Well, because I, no- I don't believe in Rhea Ripley's theme, I'm going to go with Karrion Cross. And I'm going Karrion Cross too. That was my pick, and I think that once we get it, it will perform well next round. Mm, two to two, had. two to two. Celis is the deciding vote. Rhea Ripley yeah. goes through. Oh, that, that's going to get murdered next round. Not even the <laughs> chance. Those lyrics are trash too. Like I, that whole hearing that, it like that, it's like, oh my god, that's a mess. <laughs> Maybe okay. they have a different mix on TV because that so far. Sound... No, it's yeah, just ahead, by, by, by time the it, the drop commentary is talking, so you're not you're not hearing it. So, uh, next we have a uh, demolition versus Sammy Guevara. So let's start off with Sammy. Uh, an all time classic coming up with demolition. And when we yeah, when we talk about demolition, we're talking about like. Old school. Uh, oh, we didn't even have that in the uh, playlist, dude. Send that to me. Okay. That wasn't in the just play, just play Demolition. All right. Do, 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 do. In the meantime, get our, our 80s fix. Is it three seed? Huh. It does have 1.6 million plays. Give it the extra okay. 15 seconds. This is my pick. So hell, give it okay. the extra Okay, and now Sammy Guevara's take flight. Oh, wait, it didn't pop up in yours? Okay, hold on. A true battle of new school versus old school here. (laughs) Is that how we're going to call it? New school versus old school? Well, I mean, God, we're talking the 80s versus modern day. What else would it be? All right, let's... Sorry, y'all, technical difficulties on my end. That's my bad. Sammy Guevara. Yeah. 
This is my moment to shine. This is my time for flight. I've been grinding forever just for this very night. I've been pushing for many moments like this. This time is undervalued and no one ever could miss. This is my chance moment of bliss. My feelings so attended. Many could understand it. These skills out of the planet. Be careful of my philanthropy. The future is mine. Taking it all by design. Knowing so much on the line. Good follow. Yeah, the the eras thing. That's that's how you can tell this is from this modern era versus demolitions hard rock Derringer era. Yep. Um, yep. Because this is smooth, and I'm gonna have to go with Sammy as much as I love demolition. Yeah, I think Montesi absolutely killed it. Um, uh, this is another theme where you go like, if you, if you don't know who Sammy is, you go, okay, now we're working with something. So I'm gonna go with Sammy on this one. Yeah, yeah. I can't take away anything you guys are saying. You're you're nailing it. It's a battle of, gener- of generations, different genres, and they both work for what they are. Since I picked Demolition, I got to be loyal to Demolition. But there ain't nothing wrong with Sammy's theme, theme either. Yeah, by the way, this is the first song that actually had lyrics uh, besides the Uso Penitentiary. So this is a no-brainer again. Uh, and you know what? Montezzi definitely went in on that. Yeah, right. And that's what Sella's picked too, so that's a four to one. Big win uh, there for Sammy Guevara. I feel like there's going to be a lot of emotion on this pick, but we'll see. But this next one is Sue Young versus Gang Grill. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Did we purposely put the creepy themes up against each other? I, I, um... YouTube seating, right? So just dumb yeah. luck. I just wanna I just wanna add something really quick. Did you skip the intro drop? What do you mean the intro drop? Right after the global force. Oh, I gotta give it six more seconds. My apologies. No, but did you did you like let the song come in? I'm just wondering. Yeah. Okay. All right, let's go, Gangrel. So I'll say this, without the brood theme, there is no basis for Sue Young's theme, I feel. Mm. What? How is that even a remote? This, this is the precursor. Think about it. The, the tone, the, 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 the horror, the mood. If we don't have this song, who's Bro. to say we have a proper rendition of Sue Young's theme song? Bro, there's so many people in WCW who we could easily say that if it wasn't for them, there wouldn't have been a brood. So that I'm talking I don't about the theme think. song, the theme for sure, song for sure, for sure. Like that's all I'm talking about. The like song. Ca- Canyon's theme or uh, uh, Vampiro Mortis, Mortis, yeah, or okay. Or, so um, I'm going with use, the brood. I used to use Gang Girls theme for every created player back Same. in the day. <laughs> also, probably use the interest too, but. Um, yeah, I picked Suyan, so I'm definitely going with that. Ooh, uh, one to one. 
Yeah, brood theme is an all timer. I gotta go with Gangrel. This for me is an easy pick. And Celis also picked Gangrel, so that's a four to one. Again, another big win. All right, we have man. This this would almost <laughs> be a landslide, but we know how this is. But Mister Anderson's TNA theme versus uh, Andrade seeing Amo. <laughs> and the man ain't here to advocate for Mister Anderson. <laughs> oh, this is annoying. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. This is so obnoxious. I'm in the good way. Should, should we invoke Celis's, uh 45 here? No. No. <laughs> he doesn't get his bonus. Okay, I'm just going to say this before we play Andrade's. This song was ranked too high. This should have been lower. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead and give him his 15 seconds. I mean, okay. 300,000 people listen to this crap. I mean, song. <laughs> you mean Marcellus downloaded 300,000 times? Sure. He certainly did. <laughs> Save us, Andrade. El Idolo! We haven't heard in a while. It's a no-brainer for me, Andrade over Annoying Anderson. <laughs> yeah, I'm Andy going. Andrade, it's not close. Yeah, I'm going with Mr. Anderson here. In a oh! in a change of heart. You are going with Mr. Anderson. Okay, Christmas I'm going. Comes early. I, 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 oh my god! I, the you are going okay. with Mr. You're going with okay. Mr. Anderson. I am going with Andrade, and would you believe it? I would have thought this would have been the one where we finally would have had like a landslide or something. Andrade is always Ellis picked. Yeah, <laughs> he did not go with his guy. Really? After all that? What? We oh, had our wait, he didn't pick. He, he didn't oh pick. Anderson? I don't think he. I don't. Nope. He did not oh, pick Anderson. No. We can't. We can't have serious things here. No. We can't. We're the all fun right, now, show. We don't have serious. We're the fun show. We have the North versus the Undisputed Era, and I'm pretty sure this is going to go very lopsided. Three matchups I'm, left. We're in the home stretch. I'm actually surprised that the Undisputed Era is a third seed. Uh, that's surprising to me. It's a third seed because look the at... The kids love the Undisputed Era. Yeah, yeah, that's high. Super high for them. I would have thought maybe they were a two seed. Okay, and now the Undisputed Era. Shock the system. Uh-oh. 
So if we're going only 30 seconds, I could see this being a little bit closer because mm-hmm. it doesn't really hit home until you get probably until like that Adam Cole boom part. Duh, I feel like you're like swaying opinions. I am here. swaying. Which are, which are, <laughs> no one said you can't think beyond 30 seconds. We know the themes. No, 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 no. No, we all don't know the themes. That's what I'm saying. Some people may not know all of the certain themes. After 30 seconds, they're like, all right, it's kind of meh 30 seconds. But when you get to 45 or like 50 seconds, it might be a banger. Who knows? So with that logic, I'm still going to go with Undisputed Era. Well, yeah, Undisputed Era is just flat out the better song. So, yes. uh, like, you could play the uh, the North theme for 20 minutes and it still wouldn't win. <laughs> Granted, yeah, the, yes. The, the, the North theme just left me wanting more. I was waiting for something, anything. Anything. <laughs> it was, anything <laughs> yeah, it, it was just background noise. So I'm not even crazy about the Undisputed Era, but I got to go Undisputed Era. Yeah. Yeah. Undisputed Era. Okay. Well, my clean God, sweep? we have our first clean sweep. Undisputed yeah. Era wins. First Who one in the, the series. I did. Two left. Two okay. left to finish this up. Undisputed Era, the only one, though, going through 5 nothing. All right. Cody Rose, Undashing, and Io Shirai, Tokyo Shock. So Ooh. real quick, this is the song when he went through his ugly phase, correct? Mm. Cody Rose went through his, like, yeah, mask. theme. Okay. Yeah, with the face mask. Got it. I don't remember. Yeah, we're not this talking song his AEW play. stuff. Got it. Thank God. Okay. Okay, I do remember this. This is when he was putting bags on people's heads. Okay. We probably only need 10 seconds of this. Yep. Guaranteed. (laughs) This is one that you and me both picked when we were making our picks. Mm -hmm. Yo, Io Shirai, and that's four to one. I don't even think it's a no-brainer here. We don't even need to play the rest of it. (laughs) Io. I've actually never heard that before. Huh? No, play it, play it, play it for, play it for grab then. All right, just restart that for, 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 for Jamal. Ellis is also for for Cody. So that's two for Cody. Yeah. One I guess for the rest EO. of us are all for EO. Yep. Mm-hmm. There you go. So EO goes through. 
Yep. We are on to our last matchup of the day. One we Stone Cold were Steve to. Austin versus Jericho breaking the wall. Breaking Attitude the wall. era matchup to close things out in the first round. Oh, it's the original original. His debut theme. Sounds like it was recorded on a cell phone. <laughs> this was downloaded off of LimeWire. Yeah, totally. <laughs> that was officially how it was, too. And I, you know what? The, the, the funny thing about it is the first time I heard it, I felt like it was one of those, like, damn, we, we just got him. We just probably picked this up from WCW. Just plug it in really quick. Like, it seemed like a le- legitimate last-minute effort to get that like thrown together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. And then we finish it off with Stone Cold's iconic theme. Maybe. I mean, I could have picked the Disturbed remix that he used when he turned heel. <laughs> yeah. All right. Attitude era matchup. Yeah, there's no way I'm going to vote for pre-alpha John Moxley, so Jericho gets it all the way. <laughs> yeah, I'm also going with Jericho. Uh-oh, uh, two for Jericho. Th- this song makes me want to go into work, and if I don't like a co-worker, I beat the crap out of them, so I'm going with Stone Cold. <laughs> yeah, I got to go Stone Cold, too, so that's two to two as we finish it up here. Sell us with a deciding vote, and damn it, Jericho goes through. Wow! So we got some upsets in this first round. Yeah, so we got uh, moving on. We got AK versus John Mosley, Bianca Belair versus Mr. Wonderful, Barrett Corbin versus Barrett Corbin, Oscar (laughs) versus the Uskos, Edge versus Rhea Ripley, Sammy Guevara versus Gang Grill, Andrade Cien Amis versus Undisputed Era, Io Shirai versus Chris Jericho. Yeah, I see. I see how that side's going. Baron Corbin versus Baron Corbin. How fitting. (laughs) (laughs) The quarterfinals will be interesting. That's for sure. No, 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 not the quarterfinals. This is to be the second round. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, folks, that will do it for this extra edition of of, of, uh, the Big O Belt podcast. Stay tuned because next week we'll be doing it live. It will be in the middle of the podcast. So um, tune in each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Uh, for our weekly episode. So thank you for listening to this additional content. And we-